0: Welcome to Miracles in Recovery with Ray Lynch. If you are one of the millions of people facing addiction issues or the loved one of someone who is, we're here to help and to discuss solutions. Hope is in your corner. Now, here's your host, Ray Lynch.
1: Good evening and welcome to Miracles in Recovery. It is September 23rd. Third. Thank you, calendar girl.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I had to look. I didn't check my calendar yeah, all day I today.
1: Know. I know. Um, this year is whipping by. It really is. Yeah. It Last really weekend, is. of course, I was at uh, I was up in Virginia for the Toys for Tots convention, and um, it's real. You guys getting geared up? Oh, it's damn real. Did yeah. you find Boxers, your spot? Box? No, not yet. Boxes start going out um, October fourteenth. They. Technically, the campaign starts on October 1st, but I try not to bring the boxes out until, like, October 14th, only because we do well in the first month, it gets stagnant, and then we do well in the last month. So I'd rather not have the boxes sit around half full of toys. Right. So, you know, um, there's a a method to our madness. But no, I haven't found a... uh, um a place yet somebody will pop up or I'll end up having a kick out not out of my pocket but I mean kick out of the campaign to to get something I mean we'll we'll make it work um a couple of things of a, a friend of mine uh from seventh grade I've known her since what is that 13 14 seventh grades 12. Well, okay, well, I was 13 because I stayed back Oh, uh, okay, yeah. all right, maybe she was yeah. 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, she could have been 12, but it was 8th grade, actually, I'm sorry, because uh, I only went to that school for one year. Something strange happened. I was talking to her daughter. Her daughter ultimately is in recovery and, and, and doing very well. And I was talking to her daughter, and I guess like at 3 o'clock in the morning or something, she went to fill the cat's bowl with water, turned around, there was water on the floor, slipped and fell all the way down the cellar stairs. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she's got a shattered femur. Oh. And and like a shattered, I don't know if it's the wrist. She's she's got a broken wrist on the left-hand side, like a broken arm on the right-hand side and a broken femur on the right-hand side. She was in surgery today. So I just kind of wanted to, you know, everybody who out there that uh, has willingness to pray for people that they don't know, Send a prayer Anne's way so that she uh, can get through oh, the pain, the pain and the rehab and yeah, wow, yeah, and, and that you know, would be the awful. Sad is, the sad thing is, is, she just retired. She really? was a uh, she was a mental health nurse at uh, one of the state hospitals in Massachusetts, in in Taunton, in um. Yeah, I mean, what a way to welcome! Yeah, to, what a way to start to your retirement. retirement. You know, but. I you know, uh, I jokingly said to her daughter, I said, well, it's too bad it didn't happen a couple of weeks earlier because then the state would owe her, own her. You know what yeah. I mean? Her rehab, the state would right. own her. But, I mean, now she has all the time in the world to be able to rehab. So, right. you know, sadly it happened. Um, and also, for all of you um, hauntingly good souls... I know you're probably not going to know this name, but uh, Sig Hade, Sid Haig, he was from the uh, House of a Thousand Corpses and the Devil's Rejects and the new movie Rob Zombie's movie uh, Three from Hell. M would know him. Who he is? He was Captain Spaulding. He was one of the evil clowns that were in the that was in the movie. He he died today. I think I actually saw something about that, but I didn't know who Probably. it was. Probably you saw made up as a clown. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, not that it has anything to do with anything, but I just kind of wanted to make mention of it because, um, you know, when you're on when you're on social media, some things attract you, and that was one of the that was one of the movies that um, only because it was Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie comes from, was born in Massachusetts and made a name for himself as you know not only a musician but a, a director of movies and uh so I always had that um, familiarity you, know, right. when you get somebody like from wherever who who makes it you go oh yeah yeah, is yeah that familiar so um you know following that whole saga now there's now there's three they were gonna make they were gonna make four they could still make four but not with him um, they had to kill him off in this one I guess. oh, yeah, because he was so sick, they the director went to go see him in the rehab. and he wasn't the hulking clown right. quote unquote clown that so he just said, you think you can make it over there for a day so we can kill you. Yeah. Off? So he did. He went over. he was like a champ he, and they, they gave him the electric chair in the movie and oh wow, you know, and and then he went back and got sick again but um yeah so i mean just a couple of things that were random thoughts that were on my mind you know the great thing about the great thing about having a voice is you don't always have to keep it in your head <laughs> and you can yeah. say what you want <laughs> yeah yeah i mean cuz you know the, the funny thing is is that people still listen next week i mean we got our we got the numbers i didn't really look and see where they came from but um my Irish people, you're slacking. Uh-oh. You're slacking. You're still in the second place, but you're, but you're slipping. I mean, I get it. It's 1 o'clock in the morning there. Who's in first place, the U.S.? Oh, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and we could ultimately break that down by state, by county, by. but I've never yeah. requested that. I, I mean, it would be cool to find out where people are listening, but um, I think that would be for a – for you know, quote unquote marketing purposes, that would work because if we knew that there was a a huge pocket in Spokane that was listening, we could get a local tire yeah. company to run an ad. And, you know, but other than that, what good is Joe's Tire going to do to true to
2: somebody? Zimbabwe, yeah, in Thailand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did have Thailand this, last week. Yeah, I remember you said that. Yeah. So interesting. So Thanks for listening, everybody.
1: Yeah. So, what's going on your with your mind?
2: With my mind, um, nothing much. I am crickets. Crickets. Yeah. No, I am. I'm just getting ready for winter, and <laughs> which in Florida is a wonderful thing. Yeah. It's actually been cool enough to wear long sleeves. I'm really excited. Yeah, you got them on now. Yeah. 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 Which is unusual for us here. And, you know, we've got all those storms that keep blowing past, thank goodness.
1: Yeah. And they did say that um, it was supposed to be like 91 in New York today.
2: 91? Yeah.
1: Wow. That was hotter than than here. here.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's been beautiful here. I
1: I don't know if it ever got that hot, but that's what they were saying on the the news this morning. Um, So we do have a couple of upcoming guests. We have... We just—I was just trying to figure it out in my mind. What we have September thirtieth, we have Doctor Peterson, right? Right. Now, he is talking about some kind of silver. Yeah, he does something with silver
2: health-wise. Um, apparently, he went to Africa, and I guess he was treating children in Ghana for some kind of a disease. Malaria malaria you're right yeah. and and found that you know silver was a cure and he started studying it and has found that it works for a, a multitude of
1: illnesses and if you I, I, and if you read deeper into what it was that uh, the stuff that I got I'll print it all out he's a uh, quadriplegic ah that or it was either yeah. quadriplegic or a paraplegic that got a bronze medal in speed skating in the Olympics. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so he's going to be an interesting. It's uh, going to be an interesting guest. And then on October twenty-first, we have Joey Natolo. Natolo or yes, yeah, N- N- Napolitano or something like that. He was supposed to be on two weeks ago, but uh, he had an emergency with his horse and dog. I got a message that the dog survived. So. Oh well, that's good. Yeah. And I, presumably the horse is okay, too. Well, he, well yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think what happened is, is the horse probably kicked the dog. The horse kicked the, kicked dog. the dog, yeah. yeah. Probably yeah. jacked it up pretty good. They have a, a nice kick. Yes, they do. Yeah.
2: I have experienced that in my lifetime. So. Oh, you've I've, gotten kicked? I have gotten kicked. No kidding, where? In, uh,
1: uh, where did it kick yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, where did you get kicked?
2: In my leg, right here. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Right in your, right in your
1: Charlie horse? Yeah. Yeah.
2: He, uh, or she, the horse's name was Pat. And she was a plow horse, and she was mean and I,
1: was it was it on your on your property Well my uncle's my oh, uncles okay. had farms yeah
2: you know I, I spent an inordinate amount of time on farms that I didn't want to spend but <laughs> wow that's yeah what you get I can tell you about cows-hmm no thanks mm. well some people like it it just wasn't for me. I prefer being in a city
1: and that's weird though
2: you grew up on a hill but but you always wanted to be in a city yes. Always. Huh. It just, you know, the clothes, so the like, excitement, the stuff So to when do. you
1: watch TV, like, you know, like, I remember going over to, when I was in the Marine Corps, I remember going over to Wales. And this was in 1983. Yeah, 1983. They immediately, because they knew nothing about, the United States in Wales it was the first time that American soldiers soldiers or sailors marines had been there in a long time mm-hmm. and we went out and they were asking us these questions about like what they saw on TV right you know like you watch something like uh, SVU or something like right. that they thought it was real. I mean it is sadly but they thought it was really like that and it's like no you know why not go out <laughs> to get bread yeah. we're dodging bullets they oh, they really know. thought it was violent yeah. like that? Well, yeah, oh, because they don't know. Yeah, I guess they see a lot so, of it. So, like, when you were a kid and you were longing for the city, you probably had a different, not expectation, but a different idea of what well, you, I, city life really was.
2: Yeah, sort of. Yeah. I um, I moved to Los Angeles when I was 22, mm-hmm. as soon as I graduated from college, so going from that very very small town very tight-knit community where I couldn't walk down the street without everybody saying hi right because they knew me to nobody knowing nobody, uh, and or caring what yeah. happened to me and at first yeah. it was I had a terrible identity crisis but then it was mm-hmm. like oh nobody's gonna tell mama <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what right. I'm no, doing no,
1: exactly.
2: so now, I started you enjoying Did you get it yes, I was yeah. married
3: yeah
2: I was already married and um, that was my first foray out into the world. You know, I've now, since then, I've traveled all over the country yeah, for right. work. Yeah. Uh-huh. But that has, you know, work took me to a lot of different places, small yeah, and large. Because yeah, I
1: remember a couple of years ago, I got um, my debit card compromised, and it was uh, Ralph's Market or something like that. Yeah, in out in California. Said, oh, yeah, I used to shop there. Yeah. yeah it's so a supermarket chain. She stole my chain.
0: card.
1: <laughs> yeah, I flew to LA to yeah. buy groceries, to <laughs> so buy Bright Pretzels.
2: Yeah, there you go. But no, yeah. it. it um, yeah, I guess experiencing a city, and every city's
1: different. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure if you went back there now, you'd be horrified.
2: Oh yeah, I haven't been. Yeah. I haven't actually been to Los Angeles in about 25 years. Yeah, you'd be horrified. I would. I mean, just you I know, all you
1: have to do is watch, look. You know,
2: well, look the and traffic, see what's going and, on and
1: no, well, I mean, the homelessness, the. You know the 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 mental illness is that that that's what we've allowed to get right out on the street like. Well, mean,
2: you know, in Asheville, North Carolina, it's terrible. Is it terrible downtown Asheville where they have you know lots of nice places, yeah, yeah. restaurants. Yeah, We Isn't went with
1: that, that that hotel. What's the name of the hotel? In the, Asheville. Uh, no, not the Biltmore. The, yeah, uh, I know. I can't. The one that's on the hill that presidents go to and yes, stuff. Yes,
2: I can never think of it, it when people looks ask me. It like a me, long,
1: big, big, huge club Yeah, I had
2: a, I had a bridal shower there, and I yeah. cannot think of the name yeah. of it. Uh, people always ask me that, and I'll have to okay. look it up. Well, but yeah. they have a drum circle in downtown Asheville. And it's really cool. You know, people, old, young kids, they're uh-huh. all drumming. People are dancing. It's very cool. So we went to watch the drum circle. And then, you know, we're walking around looking for somewhere to eat, nice places. And I noticed they have these very nice benches. They have police cars parked all over the place. But people were setting up camp on the benches, literally. Had their candles, their blankets, their pillows, their Diet Cokes, their cigarettes. And they are all sleeping on these benches. Oh, wow. And they they had, um, there were some guys with
1: signs. The Omni Grove Park in. The Grove Park. Grove Park Inn, yeah. It's, I Grove guess Park. it's an Omni hotel now. Well, it Omni didn't used to be. It no. was. It was One a very. Yeah, it's got a, a big, big golf course there. and stuff. And it's got it's got the presidents like who's like. I oh think yeah, I think President Roosevelt. Johnson. Yeah, I think they got they got them right on their room like yeah. who stayed there. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's a it's, yeah, it's a real, real nice fancy place. place. We went
1: there for a uh, a sales meeting or something. Mm-hmm. We went there for the weekend, and then we went through the uh, uh, Biltmore. Yes, the Biltmore House. That's crazy. I mean, I, I just, that just blew my mind. Well, that was a working farm, too. Yeah. I
2: right. think it still is. Mm-hmm. Interesting place. But no, yeah. the, the homelessness and the, there, there were some guys sitting outside a restaurant with signs, and they were yelling, and my nephew said, they're tweakers. Uh. They're on meth. I mean, everywhere we went, there were people panhandling, they were sleeping yeah. on benches. Yes. What attracts them to you, though. I Well, at that point in time, you know, it's warm but not hot. Yeah. So I guess it's a good place to be in the summer if you're homeless. But, yeah. I mean, to literally have your bench nailed down, and well, you know about that.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, I, I, but I mean, I don't, you know. But, but I, I was really is, surprised. Is, okay, so even in Asheville, yes. you, you know, like a, Terrible a, remote, a remote city in the, in the west of, of North Carolina is experiencing this as yes, well. Yes, terribly. What are we doing?
2: I don't know. You know I was I mean? sitting outside Tire Kingdom here, and a guy walks up and starts talking to me. And he said, "I live outside by choice."
1: Yeah, yeah. He's homeless, when and say he you know.
2: Like he that. he, you know. I know some homeless people, so yeah. I ask him. Oh yeah, he knows them. They're okay. Yeah. Because you know, I, I do worry about them. But how do you how do you deal with something like that? How's your friend? He's alive.
1: Yeah, he's oh, alive. That, that's good. Um, but yeah, like when w- when they say I live outside by choice, I think they're covering something up. I, oh, mean, I, I used say to say that. I, I used to say that. I used to say that. I that I lived the lifestyle that I choose to when I was getting high because I chose to. I think I was lying to myself. Yeah,
2: is it really know? a choice? At some point, I don't no. think it
1: is. No, and I it mean, is it, a terrible problem. It's one that I accepted, you know, and and I think they ultimately accept the cards that they dealt themselves in a lot of situations
2: yeah i mean you know? there are ways to to stop being homeless i would think but you <laughs> yeah. know it, it yeah. it's got to get be harder apartment. than it looks oh, well, yeah. no get, yeah. you know work yeah but you you sort of have to have somebody that has enough confidence oh, in you I, and, and then you've got to that, go
1: every day speaking of that if there's somebody out there that needs a 44 regular suit. If you're listening and you need just a suit to go for an interview or if you need a suit, be honest, if you need it, I have one. Send me an email, Ray at miraclesandrecovery.org. Ray at miraclesandrecovery.org. I'll box it up and send it out. It hasn't been cut yet. It just doesn't. I bought it, and it doesn't hang on me properly. Um, it, it, it. I probably should have bought a short, and I bought a regular. Uh, so I have a brand new suit. If you're looking, if you're anticipating going on a job interview, and you want to impress the people that you, all you'll need is a shirt and tie. I'll send you the suit. No, you don't go barefoot though. So. <laughs> You don't have shoes to go with it. No, I wear the shoes. The shoes worked good. The uh, the suit didn't, so I had to buy another one. I don't know if they have to have suits anymore. No, no. I mean, I actually I went and I was in uh, PetSmart buying some uh, some dog treats, and there was a kid that came in and pulled a pulled a, a ring out of his lip, and I was I looked at him kind of funny, and he goes, "Yeah, yeah, I'm here for an interview." Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God love you. Call 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. If you would like a suit or if you have any questions or comments, when Ellen and I return on the Miracles and Recovery radio show.
2: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to
4: Voice America Health & Wellness.
3: when a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, it's probably the most frightening thing that's ever happened to her. Friends and family often don't know what to do for support, not to mention the patient herself. That's where Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio comes in. Join Becky Olson, breast cancer survivor and advocate. She helps by providing inspiration, information, and most of all, hope. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice of America Health and Wellness Channel.
1: Okay, well, now that we wasted the, I don't want to say wasted, but now <laughs> we took the first segment about everything but addiction, why don't we focus a little bit on that uh, in this segment? And I'm going to start off with uh, uh, David Essel. He's a friend of the show. He's been on Definitely quite many a few times. times. He's author of 11 bestsellers and 11, probably 12, 15, 28 by now. Uh, well, he has a. Free video seminar until September 30th. Addiction recovery online course. It's called Addiction Recovery The Truth. What he has written here is alcohol, food, nicotine, sex, spending, drugs, television, which is, which is, yeah, and gossip. Now, 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 oh. now, the funny thing about that is, is we could talk a whole segment about gossip, but we'd be gossiping. Right. You know? <laughs> so, uh, and each of these people, unless they do something radically different today, will be addicted for many years to come, but there's hope. And then he goes on to say that he struggled with alcohol and cocaine addiction for almost 30 years. Even as a counselor, officer, author, and minister, I struggled beyond all belief. Even though I was a raging alcoholic and cocaine addict, in my addiction, I had helped thousands of people to get clean and sober for life. But I couldn't help myself. So when I went to a treatment center and then worked with addiction specialists afterwards and then even attended 12-step programs, I found major problems everywhere I turned. We've shared a little bit about that, Mm -hmm. our experience with that. Many of these people were teaching principles that originated 80 years ago that weren't even valid today. No wonder why so many people struggle with getting sober. We're using tools that are not, they were using tools that were not effective. Effective, So I decided to put together an online video course offering people the basics about recovery addiction and what needs to be done in order to stay sober for life. So it's called Addiction Recovery, The Truth. It's our online addiction recovery video course that is absolutely free until September 30th. One week. Now, how you can find that out is go to davidessel.com. D-A-V-I-D. E-S-S-E-L dot com. And that's our public service announcement. So it's funny that, you know, we've gone over quite a few times in the in the years that we have been doing this. How many years have we been doing it now? Nine. Yeah. In the nine years that we've been doing it, the subject has always come back to... Uh, no wonder why people struggle in getting sober We're using tools that are not effective. You know, using or you know, they originated eighty years ago.
2: Yeah, and I that's
1: mean, true. There are there are some programs now that are being brought into place that are different than the basic twelve step principles. Right, right. I don't know how they work. I, I, I don't either. I, what I what I do know is what what it was taught. Was the broken principles of a twelve step I don't want to say broken, but an archaic set of principles that were uh, taught to me thirty years ago.
2: I don't know that the principles themselves are archaic. I think it's the way that they're being um, put out there to people, yeah, you know, yeah, no,
1: think, you, yeah you're, right.
2: you're right. you know, first of all, there are a lot more people because, you know, when when AA first got started, it was for alcoholics. I don't know. Only. I know there have been ups and downs in in opioid use. And from what I read, a lot of it started around the Civil War because they were giving, you know, the wounded soldiers morphine for yeah. the pain.
1: Yeah. And or, or, or even they were giving them morphine so they wouldn't know what they were doing. Right. Yeah.
2: And then, so that you know, there was a surge after that. I think mm-hmm. I think I was reading about cities like New York had a huge problem, mm-hmm. and then it kind of died down, and then it came back in the form of laudanum. Oh, and, I was just going to
1: say that. Yeah, right. Like yeah. right. and Wyatt that Earp were
2: over the counter, yeah. and every you know, and then uh-huh. you know, they people started getting hooked again and acting crazy, uh-huh. and the the opium dens in California yep. that moved to the east. So it seems to me like it kind of. That type of thing kind of waxes and wanes. You know, alcohol is always probably since the beginning of time. Board, obviously, yeah. you know, they had wine in the Bible. Yeah. So it, alcohol has been around, but the drug stuff seems to come and go. And I don't want to say one is worse than the other because it's see not it going
1: anywhere now. But yeah, I, no, I, I, but see, I, I get what you mean about hills and valleys. Yeah. But but there is there is such a
2: recognition of the opioid. Finally, yeah. after twenty years of you know, and four hundred four hundred thousand people yeah. officially dead from it, yeah. and and probably a lot more. Finally, you know, it it is being recognized, which, you know, I I guess is helpful. They just they just started some kind of a task force here in Florida, but there's a big complaint because they don't have any addicts on it. So, yeah, I I,
1: I I could never I could never understand that where. You know, I, I see Doctor X talking about something, and he has no, no official clue. addiction in his background. Right. You know, it's like so. You're talking to me scientifically. You're not talking to me matter-of-factly because you don't have an ass in your seat. Right. In, in in my understanding, when you when you can relate to me, and you can, I can relate to you because you've you've experienced it not firsthand. But right. you've experienced I've experienced
2: it. the pain of watching yeah, yeah. someone do exactly. that to myself. I don't know what it's like to be an addict. I yeah. don't. Mm-hmm. You know, Gratefully. I've never. Yeah, thankfully, yeah. Yeah. but I, I have never had to experience that particular pain. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, how could I tell you what to do? So, where's this task force at? I guess it's in Tallahassee. I, I mean, I guess. Oh, is it's, it? Right yeah, in the there there is one that just got started in Florida. They've got a website all about opioids addiction and mm-hmm. you know this and that. But one of my mom groups that has a lot of moms who were addicts says, yep. why don't they have at least one?
1: That's 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 a good that that is a good question yeah. because nine out of ten. 85 out of 100 recovering addicts or alcoholics need that like experience, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, I don't always need it now, but when I first got clean, if you were telling me something and you never experienced it, I, I really wouldn't put much weight on it.
2: Well, that and if you've got a website that's got all sorts of stuff on it, you know. Help and this mm-hmm. and that. How many addicts are going to go look at that? Right. You know that I would think you would be able to tell them better than someone who's never experienced it. You know, this is what they're thinking. This yeah. is how they're going to act. This is why they're doing what they do. Right. Those are things that people don't get unless they've actually been
1: there. Right. But I, I, they they probably believe that they are doing. The right thing and I'm well, sure yeah, they are. I'm sure and they're trying, you know, you've got resources
2: out there and then people like me,
1: the family is gonna go look. And ultimately it will work itself out where there is somebody who connects to it who is a recovering addict who has X amount of years clean that everybody knows in the state and goes, oh, Okay, now it makes sense. Now it's a legitimate uh thing that they're trying to do here.
2: Well, one of the things that President Obama did that I thought was good was his drug czar mm-hmm. was an addict. Yeah. You know, that guy, and, the, you know, he was immediately ousted. Obviously, you know, the new administration came in, and I don't know that they've replaced him with anybody.
1: No, I thought there was somebody that they put in that seat, but they changed the title.
2: Yeah, and it, you know. It, yeah. It, it, oh, Kellyanne this,
1: Conway or something like that, right? Maybe. But this yeah. guy, and
2: I, unfortunately, I'm, I'm a senior citizen, and I can't remember his name, but he was doing... <laughs> no, he was doing, you know, once you a month... You
1: give yourself too much credit. <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> I, don't, I can't remember anything. <laughs> but he, he was doing uh, online Bennett. forums where you could... you could was Bennett? ...call like in that. and, and yeah. ask questions, and, you know, he was trying to do yeah, all kinds of things.
1: And But, r- I, you know, I, I think that they are... Um, Sadly, what happens is is they see a lot of money being, being ready to be put out there, and they set up these task forces um, just to get the money. right you
2: know Botticelli Michael Botticelli was that his was, name okay. and he, he was he was really really good because I sat in on some of his calls and you know you could ask questions. I mm-hmm. mean you know, they were good and he cared. And yeah. he was trying to, he, was, he cared because he understood. And I, I guess, you know, you care because you understand.
1: I, I have a familiarization with what the individual is saying. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there may be times, and I'm being honest, there may be times I don't care. Yeah, I know. You know, but at least I have familiarity, you know, and with, with a bunch of doctors, you're looking at a, a, a sterile panel. Right. And you're looking at a a tainted individual, looking at a sterile panel. That connection is never really made, right? You know, um, and that's why that's why in a lot of these a lot of these facilities, that's what happens as well because you have tainted individuals who are still homeless, helpless, and loveless put together for X amount of days, 30 days, 33 days, however long your quote-unquote program is or however long insurance will allow you, being cattled around by sterile people or people who are just as tainted who never left that environment and never really grew past the 30 days that they've been there.
2: So either way, it's not a good situation because... The disease, as they say, is cunning, baffling, and very powerful. Yep.
1: Uh, on one aspect, you get the money. Right. And on the other aspect, you have the disease. And they don't really mesh together no. in, a lot of, in a lot of facilities.
2: No, they really, really, really don't. And, yeah. and I don't know that 30 days is enough
1: time oh, at enough, all but, yeah. to
2: help somebody. I mean, I don't honestly... I personally don't know anybody that came out of rehab and was like, I'm, I'm okay. And they actually were. Usually they make their own decision yeah. from what I've seen. Just, I don't want to be this way anymore. And maybe it's not even that, just day by day by day.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that we could probably find a few, but they may not have all the markers hit right at that point. You know, so I mean, it, you know, it, it it's great. It, those programs are great. I don't, don't by any means say I'm not going to send my kid to a, a program. I'm going to let him sweat it out on the couch. My mother did that a couple of times and absolutely didn't work. Yeah, that doesn't work either. Ruin the couch you know. from sweat <laughs> 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 and puke and whatever else <laughs> and then, <laughs> you're. Doing. And three days later, I ran out of the house with the TV. So yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> so uh. so it doesn't work. <laughs> Yeah, and and the funny thing is, is she's listening on the line, and I'm exaggerating, saying run out of the house with the TV. But that's the mindset. Right, exactly. You know, that's the, um, that's the reality. So people do need to go away. Don't get me wrong. People do need to take themselves out of the environment that they're in, that they're presently in. But like we have said, make sure you ask a lot of questions. Make sure you are aware of where your loved one is going because not everyone, you walk into a meeting and not everyone has the same objective of being there that right. you may have. So these facilities are the same thing. Some of them are stellar. I mean, some of, oh, them, yeah. some of them are five-star. A whole hell of a lot of them that are one. Well,
2: yes, and, you know, my advice to the families would be have no expectations. Right. You know, it, it's – a safe place for 30 days and you can sleep and not worry, but have no expectations. That was my biggest, biggest mistake. I was certain that I would put her in this great place and she was going to come out and be fine. Right. And it was anything but, anything but, over and over and over. And I always, always had a hope that this time she's going to get it. Because I kept hearing about people that, quote unquote, got it. And I guess you do get it to a certain extent, but, you know, when I think back on hers, it was more of a gradual, okay, I'm doing this, you know, I'm going to school, mm-hmm. I've got a, a career goal in mind. Um, she wasn't happy, particularly. She, right. I mean, she was really pretty unhappy, but she just kept pushing forward. Yeah,
1: I think I was, you know what I mean? Like, I was very stagnant as well. I mean, I, I didn't get it Yeah. the first time, and, and I think it, it is... Part of the it is the process that mm-hmm. that we walk through, um, and it takes time. But there has to be something that we can put in place so they don't have to follow the steps that I followed. Right. Well, we, in in the world that we live in, in the knowledge that we have, we have. At our fingertips, we have the world at our fingertips. We have the world and our our voice right here. Right. And we can't come up with something that makes sense enough to help the mentally ill come off the streets, to help the addicts come in off the streets, uh, and be productive members of uh, this thing we call society, this thing we call life. And it's not because they're running away. Maybe maybe ultimately they did. Something something they had a tragic impedance to put them there. Right. You know, and and with me, I mean, I would probably I could probably say that there was something that happened along the way, not as tragic as making me homeless, helpless, and loveless and losing my job and this and that, the other thing. I was unemployable by that time already. But something has to happen. So the the person that, that happens too, was gainfully employed before, had a home probably, a family, whatever. I mean, if it was a divorce or something like that that spiraled them out of control, wouldn't it be something you think that would be in place that we could spiral them back?
2: I would think so, but I think a lot of them start when they're kids. Yeah. You know, I mean, you did, really. Oh, no, no, very much so. And, and you know, that progression... Makes it really difficult, I would think.
1: I, 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 would, become, I would become one of the quote-unquote homeless statistics if I chose to use today. That would be my tragic impedance because I would lose everything around me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Everything, that we, everything that we're sitting in right now, I would lose. Right. Because um, you would sell it. Right. And homeless, helpless, loveless, I would lie to myself and say, yeah, I, I'm homeless because I choose to be. Mm-hmm. No. I didn't choose to be. I'm telling myself that lie to justify staying here. Um, And like I said, with all the technology we have, with all of the science that we have, we're worried about what somebody said on a frigging phone call. Right. You know?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Or we're, we're worried about what somebody wore to an award show. We're not worried about... Yeah, I mean... Uh,
1: we're, when, we're not putting our money in the right place. When ultimately, right outside that facility... Yeah, there are people sleeping yeah, on
2: benches yeah. or under bridges or wherever they can find a place. And, and most of these people are really nice people. They just yeah. have a disease that... Has put them in this in a situation where they're not going to be able to get out of it easily and without help.
1: Yeah, or and we are yeah, not yeah, helping not by them. themselves no. Yeah, I mean, a very. I, I mean, out of the countless people that are out there, I wonder what the number is that just says wakes up one day and goes, "I've had enough." They've hit their saturation right. point. I don't think it's the same as it is with just straight. Yeah, I don't want to say straight drug addiction because that's meant that that's, that's uh, uh, you're mentally incapacitated at that time as well. But I was able to say enough is enough. I was able to be able to say, I, I, "I, what are my options?" Right. And and when death became a greater option, I knew it was time to pull away. That's not what you wanted, no. ultimately. Call 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792 with your questions or comments. And don't forget the suit when Ellen and I return <laughs> on the Miracles and Recovery radio show.
4: Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent
3: when a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, it's probably the most frightening thing that's ever happened to her. Friends and family often don't know what to do for support, not to mention the patient herself. That's where Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio comes in. Join Becky Olson, breast cancer survivor and advocate. She helps by providing inspiration, information, and most of all, hope. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time, on the Voice of America Health and Wellness Channel.
1: Man, I thought my I thought my email box would be lit up with that suit. Oh so, heck yeah! So so what I'm going to do is I'm going to after the show take a picture of it and put it on uh, the uh, Miracles and Recovery Facebook account. Oh, that's a good So somebody idea. can look at it. I, if you want it, I mean, it's it's whatever it cost me to get it to Belgium. I don't care. I'll send it to you if if you can really if you can really use it. If you have a job that you just got, if you have, it's just one addict helping another. One individual trying to help another. Uh, you don't necessarily have to be an addict to take it, but if you take it, please have a need for it. Yeah, Use yes it will. Um, Ellen's going to read our public service announcement for uh, David's Miracle Video seminar.
2: Yes, Um David Essel, who, if you've been listening to us for any amount of time, you've heard him on our show before, Uh, he is offering for the next week um, a program, let's see, what are they calling it? Second page. Uh, Oh, he put together an online video course that offers people the basics about recovery, addiction, and what needs to be done in order to stay sober for life. David himself was an uh, an alcoholic and an addict for I think years. about 30 years. Yeah. So it's called addiction recovery. Well, I guess the truth. Well, he's still an alcoholic and addict. Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's yeah. in recovery now. Yeah, and and boy is he a ball of energy. Um, but it's called addiction recovery. The truth, and it's their online addiction recovery video course, and it will be absolutely free until September 30th, 2019. So that is a week from today. And in the course, you'll learn the key components of a powerful recovery program. You'll also learn that statements such as once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic are total, as he says, BS. Yeah, you can say bullshit. Oh, I can say bullshit? Yeah. All that... right. Total bullshit. <laughs> there are so many lies that are constantly being spread in rooms that are supposed to be all about addiction and recovery that it's hard to know what's true and what's false. So that's why David is giving away this program to help people get the real truth and the facts about what they need to do starting right now to become sober for life. So all you have to do is go to www.davidessel.com for more information. And if you're interested, again, David is a very dynamic individual, so I'm sure this program is full of wonderful information. Knowledge. You know, that it's funny.
1: Um, you said earlier in the other segment, you, you, you know, said that you were a senior citizen. I am. Nobody ever says www anymore. I know. Of I CBS know, but it was, I was
2: reading it off the paper.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> hey, yeah. I'm working on it too. So, I know.
1: by all means, check out. Go to his website, davidessel.com. You can put the um, W's if you want to. Yeah, well, you can, but they'll just you, they'll just pop right off. Right. You can, and he's um, got a lot of a lot of good reading there. A lot of good uh, uh, common sense solutions to what it is that we deal with on a daily basis. I actually spoke to him. I I got one-on-one uh, counseling with him for ten weeks. I think yeah, it was. Yeah, I did too. And um, he makes you work. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, if you have the willingness to mm-hmm. to get to the other side, he's the one that'll that, that'll gladly hold your hand. Yeah, But he he's not will. the one that's going to do it for you. He's like a like a, uh, like like Doctor Rob. He's not going to do it for you either. We have a lot of people on the show that come on and they share their wisdom, but you need to be the one that's in the driver's seat. Nobody can do it for you. That's the the unfortunate thing. Nobody can do it for you. Now, I wanted people to do it for me for years, and it just didn't work.
2: Yeah, I can remember one time driving with my daughter, and I was so upset and so angry with her. And she said, Mom, do you really think I want to be this way? No. And I guess in the back of my mind, I was thinking, yeah, you do, because otherwise you'd stop. Yeah, but it's did. just not that easy. No,
1: it's, it's not easy, and, and I'm sure she really didn't want to be that way, but um, I would have to say as a recovering addict – that's a little bit of a manipulative. Spin. Well, yeah, it I was manipulated a lot. It was it throws it back. I mean, I remember saying that to, to my parents, you know, and and my brothers and sisters. Do you really think I want to do this? Do you honestly think I want to be, you know, living in the park? But that was just the little rounder. Around the way to get a free meal or to get my clothes washed. Or Or say,
2: oh, okay, we'll help you then. What do you need? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you poor thing. Here's $20. Yeah. (laughs) sucker. Yeah, yeah.
2: I know. There's a lot of manipulation that goes on, and and people don't realize that. Mm -hmm. I
1: didn't realize. You know, this is my kid. I've known him since – forever. And, and the thing is, is not only does the individual, I mean, I changed, I changed drastically from the individual that I was to the individual that I became. And I slowly pulled everybody in my family in with me. Right? They didn't actively use, but I pulled them in. So they were blinded by the addiction as well. And that's where all the manipulation, the you know, the, the emotional terrorist in me came out. Because I I knew that they were there with me. Right. I knew that they loved me and I knew they didn't want me to suffer. And right. I knew that they or 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 I tried to tell myself that. And at that point I knew that I had them. And that's a, that's an evil place to be. But it's especially true. when I mean looking back on it, that's an evil place to be. That's what, like, when you say, addiction makes us all into the same creature. Uh, that that's that's a statement. Yeah. That's, that's a true statement.
2: Well, yeah. like any disease that has, you know, an outcome, that's going to be your outcome. Y'all all act right. the same way when you yep. get to a certain point in your addiction.
1: And you know, and, you're and lying, you know,
2: you're stealing, you're you know, everything you do is. And we all awful. kind of
1: look the same too. Yeah. Gray. Yeah,
2: that's you true. Know. Gray, unkempt a lot of the time. Yeah, or you know, barely. Um, just yeah, it's horrific. You know, and and it's it's
1: been easy for me to forget how bad it was, because it was so bad. You know, and and one thing you know, I we we have on one hand bashed social media on on different levels with you know con- with addiction and recovery concerns, but one of the things that I don't want to say I like to see, but one of the things that reminds me, I don't have, because we weren't a photo-taking generation. Right, true. Without having a camera. Well, yeah, it was kind
2: of difficult, comparatively speaking. Everybody
1: has a camera on their phone. Right. So you see a lot of, you know, newly clean people before and after pictures. Right. And you go, like, look at that horrific individual. That was me. I just don't have the proof. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, and and, um, that is the benefit of technology. One of the things that we need to do is find out how we can take that benefit of technology and help these individuals who are still struggling out there. How many addicts do you know, boom, M, that still had a phone? Oh, they all did. They couldn't
2: live without them because that's how they got their drugs. Right, yep. Oh my goodness! And you know, if if you happen to lose it, you homeless, could always get an
1: Obama phone. Homeless, helpless, and loveless with an iPhone. Yeah, <laughs> with yes. an eleven hundred dollar iPhone. Yes. And you wouldn't you wouldn't part with that for? Oh the
2: world. heck no! That was no. the most important possession, yep. the most because that's how you
1: got where you were going. Existed. I don't know what you guys did before. Existed well, yeah. It was kind of tough, but it was a diff- a completely different world. Yeah. And maybe
2: that's why it's gotten – I think it's gotten worse personally. Maybe that's why it's Um, gotten
1: so much worse. Well, I I don't necessarily know if it's gotten worse. It's gotten different. And and I want to say even for people who have not experienced any type of uh, disease aspect of addiction, you know – well, I mean, from what from what David said here, with the uh, you know, with the the gossip and the alcohol, uh, spending, sex, drugs, television, kids today on their on their phones, right? You know, social media but addiction for sure. We didn't do that. We went out and played baseball, right? So it's a c- a completely different society that we live in. Technology is great, but it's hurt us on so many different levels yeah
2: i know there's you a know? happy medium that we're not finding
1: somehow yeah and we can't get out we're, we're, that we, you know we're like a, we're like a hamster on a wheel right. we just spin until we step off and go okay it's time to sleep jump back on and spin i have a hedgehog here right now check it out i uh amaya asked me to buy a hedgehog so i bought a stupid ass three hundred dollar $200 hedgehog. You spent right? $200 I didn't know. on know. I didn't know until I got to the counter and I couldn't tell her no then. So, with the cage and everything, I come up to like $279. It's in the back room. And when I went to the uh, Toys with Tots convention, I brought it to Janelle's house. So, I'm, I'm going to bring it home. And just through repetition, at 10 30, it steps on the wheel. Oh, really? Yeah, 10.30, it steps on the wheel. That's its time, huh? I'm driving home at 10.30, and I hear in the back, gee, 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 and we're driving in the car. <laughs> Even in the car? Even in the car. Wow. So, I mean, we're like creatures of habit. Yes. Just like, Just like the animals are, you know? We are, that's yeah. for sure. But you know something? I'm grateful to be able to have that awareness today because it allows me the opportunity to be responsible. It right. allows me the opportunity to take uh, take credit or responsibility for my actions. And without that, I wouldn't have what I have. You Very know, and, and one of the greatest things we do have is this microphone here. And we're running out of time again today. I, it seems like we talked for 10 minutes and we're already at the end. So I guess with that, I'd like to thank the audience for listening again tonight and putting up with uh, – Our first segment, but you know you loved it. With that?
2: (laughs) With Miracles in Recovery, hope is in your corner. That it is. Good night, everybody.
1: Stay blessed.
0: Thank you for joining us this week for Miracles in Recovery.